It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Joey Madour and Andrew Allison on the phone as we have you on this fifth day of June, 6.06 on the clock and 81 degrees and partly sunny outside here in southeastern Ohio. That's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. And uh, Andrew, you know, we've been talking about some kind of live sports happening on Tuesday. We had coach of the Athens team, Kyle Lonis, call in yesterday. And now, uh, you know, you've had a couple games to call. It's a little bit north of Athens. You know, it was the Licking County Settlers. Uh, of course, the GLSEL does not have their uh, you know, season happening this year, but at least you are still able to go out there and enjoy a couple baseball games. Uh, tell us a little, about, a, a little bit about the Ohio Bison, uh, that, that team that's playing a couple games thus far. Yeah, a little bittersweet because today was supposed to be the opening night of the GLSEL, too. But so yeah, we're we're playing in a league in uh, Central Columbus now, and it, it's really weird because with the social distancing, we're only allowed to play seven innings, which is yeah, that's fine. That's what high school baseball is. I, I've called high school baseball before, used to it. But then where it actually gets weird is it's a two and a half hour time limit for games. So despite we played two games, despite supposed to play seven innings we've yet to make it to a seventh inning and the the bison have won both games and it's odd because they're the only team that has a glscl team so there's about 10 players going from the glscl down to central ohio league and it's it's been interesting has the Ohio Central League always existed, or is this a new league that formed because of the pandemic? Yeah, it, it is a league that's always existed. It's not actually called the Central Ohio League. I, I, I forget what it's called off the top of my head, but it probably should have done a little bit more prep. But um, it, oh. it, it wasn't – there was a team that in Newark that played in it last year that with the Y, and when the two merged – they decided we're going to keep both teams and just play in the two leagues. But when the GLSCL canceled, they just merged the two teams. So I think it's been around since the 90s, I believe. So, Andrew, obviously, uh, you know, these guys have had a lot of time off, especially the guys that were playing college ball and ones playing in the spring. They didn't get to have that season. You've gotten to call a couple games so far. Uh, has there been a lot of rust from the players that you've seen so far or that they kind of transitioned in kind of smoothly? No, there's definitely been a lot of rust. At, at both of the two games, the bats started out slow and then came back in time to get the win. But it, it has been interesting because so far we're the only team I've seen that's done it, but we're only throwing a pitcher one inning. So every inning it's a new pitcher, no matter whether the guy threw three pitches, which that hasn't happened yet, but we had some guys throw eight or nine or whether the guy threw 20 pitches, it doesn't matter. As soon as that inning is done, he's done, and there's a new guy on the mound for the next one. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was definitely going to ask you, you know, with pitching, it's not easy just to, you know, take all that time off and then come out and throw 100 pitches the next day. So it's interesting that uh, kind of probably kind of smart and uh, thinking for the health of the players that they're deciding to, you know, limit guys to just one inning apiece. Right, and we're, from my understanding is that's going to happen a little bit longer. We have a doubleheader Sunday, and... I would imagine those are probably the last two games that it'll be one pitcher an inning, but or one inning per pitcher. But we're, yeah, I'm surprised we're the only team that I've seen do that. We had we played the Ohio Marlins uh, Tuesday, and they threw a guy like four innings and almost 90 pitches. I was like, that can't be healthy for a player coming back after playing not playing baseball for who knows how long. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always tough, you know, coming out of rust, and we've been talking about on the sports fan. You know, we don't know what professional athletes are even going to look like when the NBA comes back, when the NHL comes back, uh, you know, because unless they've been you know, doing all the right things, it will be tough, you know, just to have this extended layoff period. 
and then to come back and perform at a high level. Uh, but especially, you know, for baseball, if you're not pitching, if you're not seeing live uh, live pitching for hitting, if you're not hitting the marks day in and day out, uh, it, it's a tough sport just to pick up and you know play at a, a high level again. Right, and it's not just players, too. We had, I went down before the game, our first game, and I asked the opposing coach, I was like, hey, do you have a roster yet or a lineup? And he goes, I will run you the lineup up as soon as I know what names go with what faces. This is the first time I've met my players. It was when they arrived at the ballpark. And is this the Ohio Marlins? Uh, no, that was the Columbus Bruins, North Columbus Bruins. And are they a new team, or are they just, you know, kind of gathering and playing baseball this year? They are a, they've been an established team in this league, but just with the coronavirus, they couldn't get anything to meet up. I, I think the Bison only had three, maybe four practices beforehand as well, so everything right now is just trying to figure out what we got, what everyone's got. So I'm um, just trying to clarify, uh, obviously the Bison used to be at Settlers, played in the GLSEO, it's the summer college team. Are, are all these teams guys that play on summer rosters, or are they just uh, some kind of uh, adding guys there? Um, there's there's a little bit of both, but like I, I know for us, we're the only GLSEL team, so I know we only brought, we brought 10 guys that was going to play on that team and along with the head coach. But most of these guys, I think, are... I'm not sure if they've had to scramble for players and just add people. But I believe the Ohio Marlins was a team that was also... They had their roster set ahead of time, so I'd imagine the rest of the league also had their roster set ahead of time. Just wasn't able to meet their players. Right, and again, it's a good thing that you know live sports are starting to slowly come back. You know, they've talked about it, but, you know, it is a, a sense of normalcy. It is a, a distraction from what, you know, everything is going on. And, you know, whenever you get live baseball back, it, it's a good feeling and uh, good to uh, good to watch again, good to see. What were the fans like? Did you see how many people are allowed within the stadium? So the stadium has to be at half capacity, which is still like 3,000 people. But we, we haven't gotten close to that. But we have had decent crowds for what you would expect, especially with not having a GLSDL team and just playing on a smaller collegiate league. There's still, and I don't know if it's because we did such a great job marketing or if it's because people just want to watch live sports, but we definitely did add a big crowd there for what you would expect. I'm saying probably 300 to 400 people. Andrew, you got to wear a face mask when you are calling these games? I don't because I stay in the booth. <laughs> yeah. But our interns that go out do actually have to wear a face mask, yeah. Gotcha. And we were talking to, uh, again, Kyle Lonis, you know, who really was instrumental in putting together this Athens baseball team and for the rest of the league yesterday. And he, we were trying to figure out, you know, what what are the uh, precautions that at, at the high school level uh, that the kids have to do, uh, that the kids have to adhere to? Uh, but what what is it kind of at this college level now? What what do they have to do when they're in the dugout, or what uh, guidelines do they have to follow when when being within the regulations for uh, uh, the coronavirus? I haven't seen anything different in the dugout, but I'm also not near any uh, the dugout. My I am sitting behind the dugout, so I can't see in there. But as far as I know. There hasn't been much difference in there. I have seen some um just from in other games. Some will wear masks, some won't. So I think when it comes to the masks for the umps, I think it might be optional. But as for the players, I haven't seen any masks. I haven't seen spaced out seating per se, but I also haven't really been looking. Right. But it is, again, it's a great thing that uh, baseball is coming back and uh, appreciate you being on the sports fan. And, you know, it's good to always have you on, Andrew. Oh, yeah, no problem, Connor. It's fun. I love being on. Yeah, but appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, no problem. That's again, that's Andrew Allison calling a couple games. Well, not a couple, but calling the season uh, for the Ohio Bison. Yeah. Uh, used to be the Licking County Settlers, now the Ohio Bison. Good guy, man, for sure. 
Good guy. And like Andrew. We've, he's been in here with us a couple of times when we were uh, discussing high school basketball. It's always good get a chance to talk to him. Yep, and had him on the sports fan uh, a lot of times you know, during this uh, quarantine period. And you know, we had him through the computer. We kept the phone lines open. We got to the <laughs> phone line. Because uh, if you listened to the party line earlier today, uh, we, we said that we upgraded our remote broadcast technology and we'll be able to kind of debut that. Uh, for this first Athens baseball game coming on Tuesday. And I know so, you're juiced about that. Oh, I'm excited about <laughs> it. You know, because we, we won't be broadcasting over a phone line anymore. We'll be broadcasting over the Internet. Uh, so we should sound clearer. We should sound, uh, you know, like we're at a, a baseball game. Uh, yeah. But it, it should be a fun uh, thing to do. And uh, I'm sure Andrew's having a blast, you know, calling these games to the Ohio Bison. And, again, it's it's live sports. It's in the area. It's yeah. great, great thing to see. I, I should have followed up my uh, if the players are rusty uh, um, question with uh, if he felt a little rust as a broadcaster. It's probably been a while. Right. I mean, it's been a while for everybody. <laughs> you know, unless you did something like uh, I know Russ Eisenstein over Twitter. You know, he was doing play-by-play over whatever Twitter videos people were sending, and and a lot of other broadcasters were doing that as well. Yeah, that was the popular video for sure there for a yeah. few weeks on uh, STAA. Right. And I, I remember uh, just one video from Russ in particular. It was I, I think he was calling dogs just running around at the yard, you know. But it's something like that where you know that kind of drew our attention during this time when there were uh, were no live sports. And now that there are some live sports, uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll try to listen in to Andrew and see how the Ohio Bison are doing. Of course, you know, GLSCL since that's no longer there, they went to the Ohio Central League. I think he called it. Yeah. Uh, so that. Different league, different. Um, um, they will be back in the GLSCL right. next year. You would also think uh, what he, the way he made it sound was, you know, they have more of because uh, you know, of course, the settlers they get some high profile guys coming in playing for D one schools. It sounds like they could have a uh, a lot of talent in uh, kind of that league where uh, seem to be a more like JUCO and uh, just kind of guys that are in college, not really on rosters, but just want to play baseball. All right, and I I believe you know, well, I know that uh, Licking County Settlers last year had a good team. Yeah, uh, went to I the think, championship game. Yeah, uh, Copperheads only beat them once, twice. I think just I think once. one out of five. Yeah, one out of six. One, one of five against them. Yeah, they were. Uh, they they could pitch. That that was for sure last year. They had a solid team. Of course, it's tough to read because uh, you know the teams. Most of the roster changes year to year. But uh, from what I understand, Licking County's had a history of being a solid club in the GLSVO. Well, that always makes it difficult across all summer collegiate baseball leagues because you don't really have. You know, this is your roster, and then, all right, maybe you have, like, a, a farm system or something that you get to kind of just feed. You don't, right. you don't have a farm system. Well, have, I mean, yeah. I'm sure coaches have certain coaches at certain schools that they've known and uh, uh, have interacted with so that they're more uh, keen to bring in guys in from certain schools. But for most of the time, they're changed. I mean, uh, Copperheads had, what, two returning players last year? Yeah, it was uh, Thomas Cesaro and Scott Combs. Yeah. I believe are the only two that returns. Unless one is... No, I think no, that's it. it. Only two returners, two. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was unfortunate because Azero got injured you know, basically halfway through the season. Uh, he pitched a lot, and he threw, what was that one game? He had like 90 pitches through eight innings or something. Uh, he he was dealing. Yeah. You know? But th- those are the good times during the summer. Of course, the Copperheads, I think, now are just doing something online, virtually. Uh, they're playing their season through MLB The Show. Uh, I don't know. I-, I think it should be uh, an interesting thing to see what other oh, yeah. GLSCL teams do to fill content during the summer. Yeah, especially Copperheads. Make sure you're looking out. I mean, I know quite a few people on their media team says they're uh, they're still planning on producing content all summer on their uh, social media platforms, so be on the lookout for that. We'll have to get, I'd, I'd love to get Austin Dunphy on the show, just to see. It's been a while. It's been a year since, since uh, we've talked to the coach of the, of the Copperheads, and you know, Dunphy, for being you know, late addition, add to uh, the coaching staff and being a head coach, uh, at the beginning of last season, uh, he did a fairly good job. They had the to uh, keep, keep they the had the, going. They had the fourth best record in the league. They just uh, just uh, circumstances with the uh, what was it the North Division being so much weaker and only two teams from each division making it. Copperheads were on the outside uh, looking in, unfortunately, but he still did a great job. Had a winning record, and they were they were winning. I mean, they had to win their last game to make the playoffs. That's pretty much all you can ask for as a coach: just have a chance at the end. And I wonder how shocked he'd be if. Uh, he figured out it's you and me interviewing him again, <laughs> like all last summer. Uh, listen, I'll reach out to him. I'll see because it'll be good a to figure out what the Copperheads are doing. You know, yeah. it's one thing to go online and view their Facebook, view uh, you know 
all their social media accounts and try to figure out, all right, this is what they're doing on which day. Uh, but just like we talked to Coach Lonis yesterday, it's nice to figure out directly from the source, you know, what's happening, when it's happening, and, uh, and where you can hear it or see it. Uh, but we'll do our best. We'll try to get um, Coach Austin Dunphy on, on Monday. And, of course, I'm sure Monday we'll be uh, previewing this Athens baseball season because then there won't be a uh, won't be a sportsman on Tuesday. We'll go to live sports and we'll be. I think that the first one's away at, at Megs. At they Megs. Play, I believe they're at Megs uh, both games next week. Coach told us yesterday. Yep, that's right. And Tuesday, Thursday, both at six o'clock, I believe. So that that should be a again. It's coming back live sports, and that will bump the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't know what happened to the Blue Jackets last night. Uh, so apologize for the error last night. We didn't have a Blue Jackets rewind. I don't know if they didn't send it to us or the, the satellite didn't happen. Uh, but we will have Cincinnati Reds uh, coming through the satellite today. Uh, so the Reds will be on at 7 o'clock. Of course, there will be a, a rewind with that. And then uh, tomorrow, Ohio State football uh, we, we should have on the station starting at 12. Of course, as we said yesterday, we, we pushed back Ohio State football till about 3 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, just because you know, we had the Athens graduation parade uh, that, that we, uh, of course, we're, we're honored to, to be a part of. And, uh, be, of course, this is the home of Athens Bulldog uh, football, basketball, and baseball. So it's only fitting to have uh, Athens graduation on here as well. But we're going to take a short break on the Sportsman on the other side. Let's take a look at what's going on across the region. This is Sportsman at 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Since 1972, Dandeman Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dandeman Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your drivers and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-218-6440. 800-218-6440. That's 800-218-6440. You are listening to the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. It's the Sports Fan on 970-97.1 FM, WATH. Mills the mic alongside Joe Madure. We've got you up until 7 o'clock today. Almost, almost through the week. I can't believe it's Friday already. First full week of an hour back on the Sports Fan. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have Wednesday, so it wasn't a full, full week per se. But now with Athens baseball, we, I don't think we'll have uh, a full week until about July 14th, somewhere around that, that ballpark. Uh, because you know, we'll have Athens baseball, which will supersede uh, the sports fan, which will then 
supersede you know Columbus Blue Jack Rewinds or uh, uh, Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we'll go live sports, and then when the Blue Jackets and the NHL, when they enter Phase 4, they just enter Phase 2 today for the NHL as they try to bring back their season. But once they hit Phase 4, Phase 4 brings games. And when those games happen, of course, it's going to be the playoffs, and the Blue Jackets have made the postseason. Uh, so we will have postseason Columbus Blue Jacket hockey uh, whenever uh, that Phase 4 starts to turn around and, and uh, come our way. Yeah, hopefully sooner than later. Um, and I hope uh, you know nothing kind of spikes to you know kind of throw these uh, plans that the le- these leagues have. Hopefully the the uh, we keep trending in the right direction in terms of cases and hospitalizations and stuff like that. And uh, hopefully we get sports. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest hockey guy, but uh, if there's nothing else on, I'll definitely uh, flip it on. So. Well, yeah, I mean, the, I I can't remember the guy's name, but the the broadcaster for the Columbus Blue Jackets, he sounds good. Yeah, you know, and I'm learning hockey as we move throughout. Yeah, because you, know, you had to figure out that hockey had ties at for, or overtime losses yeah, early overtime. on this year. Overtime. So losses. Connor Mills has come a long way in his hockey knowledge over the last few months. Well, I, this I never grew up with hockey, just like I never grew up in NASCAR. I know uh, Troy always uh, watches NASCAR, and he was explaining it to me a long time ago. Uh, you know how like a radio broadcast will go for NASCAR because you go from one location to another, but you try to do it seamless, which is pretty interesting. With NASCAR coming back and with golf uh, coming back, you know, it, it's sports are coming back, which are yeah, a good thing. But you know the thing that really is, is caught up in everything right now is baseball because baseball again we've said earlier on the week baseball proposed to the owners they said hey we want to play 114 games we want to play as many games as possible. Uh, to have a, as long of a season as possible. Um, so it's, again, uh, the owners are trying to save money, and it all comes down to money. You know, it, it's unfortunate, but that's what it is right now. You know, Players don't want to take as big of a pay cut that the owners want them to take. Plus, uh, owners only want about 50 games now. You know, it, There was a concession at the beginning where they said, all right, we're going to have 82 games, uh, but then... Owners said, all right, well, what about 50? And then the players said, all right, well, we want 114. Well, the owners didn't want 114. So now it's back down to 50. But if they can somehow find a way to meet in the middle and get an 82-game season, it's not going to feel like a true baseball season. And I don't know if you put an asterisk next to this 2020 season or if you count it as whoever wins the the World Series, uh, the World Series champions but it's not the 162 game season that you're used to so what uh, i guess in your eyes joey what how would you view a baseball season should they resume it this year i don't think you would take anything away from any team that that wins the world series this year uh i i think baseball is a sport where you don't really uh you don't really get too many teams that come up out of nowhere and, and play good right because you know there's just so much that has to go right in baseball. Uh, for you to have a good baseball season, the whole hot has to go your way throughout the season. A lot of it's just lucky bounces every now and then, and you know, and you just keep on winning series two out of three. So you don't really see a team that uh, kind of rises up out of nowhere. Like you're never going to see a team like the Tigers, who have the first pick in the draft. We all know the Tigers are coming in last place. What do they play? 10, 20, 30? No, no matter how many games. Tigers finish in last place. Same with the Tigers didn't always used to have a bad team. Though. But they do now. That's my point. They do That's now. That's what we're talking about. Um, now, I know a team that I could say that, that do now as well, but I don't think that you'd like that. Uh, uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore finishes well, that, that, was uncalled, that was uncalled for. As you have the Baltimore cap on right now. Listen, they're getting better. They, they have a... Uh, hey. They got yeah. three picks in the top 40 this year, baby. Where, in 2025, the Orioles are going to be set. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I just don't really think you can put in that. Like, I think, you know, who's going to beat the Dodgers in the, in the NL West, right, no matter how many games you play? Dodgers are the best team in the NL West. They're going to get to the playoffs because that's, that's how it is. I, so I just don't really see that much of an asterisk because baseball is not really a sport where you see really a, a, a bad team kind of rise out of nowhere and make a run. Well, what about if you see somebody hit 400, right? Something that hasn't well, obviously been done. for stats, that's going to be a bit a bit skewed, right? You know, because you're not as play, you're not playing as many games as you used to. And I remember back in uh, what was it, 2012 or something? Uh, you know, David Wright was hitting close to 400. Now he cooled off. You know, I think I think he hit around 300. Uh, but that was at least longest in my memory that you know that a Mets player had hit close to that mark. Uh, for a while, and then of course you sign the contract, and then 
uh, did not. Uh, he got the couple injuries and, and wasn't able to really uh, play the way that David Wright used to play. Um, but still, you know, he couldn't maintain that pace for a full season. But if it's 50 games or if it's 81 games, 82 games, oh, like, yeah. you might be able to see somebody hit around 400. Oh, for that. sure. Someone like Mike Trout in 50 games could exactly. bat 400. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but at the same time, we're all going to know that he it's not the same longevity. It probably won't. They're not going to put Mike Trout in the record books for hitting 400 over 50 games because that's just not – it's. You know, this is not how it works. Uh, what is it just going to be like a, a uh, minimum at bat, right? So yeah, you would think up. so, right? I mean, for the top, I mean, because you have to a, have a minimum amount of at bats to be counted in the first place. You would think for if you're looking at career stats, it would have to be a minimum amount of at bats to count in the career, like in the in the total leaderboards across the whole league history. I would think, right? I mean, it, plus, I, I mean, like you're not going to touch any home run or RBI records or anything like that in just 50 games. The only thing that that kind of affects is, you know, like the av- like the home runs, the sluggings, the the on base stuff like that. Right. The the averages that you'd see. You're not going to see somebody. Uh, how about this? Are, are, do you think somebody will have over or under 200 hits in a 50? Let's go oh, under. Let's Absolutely. go uh, 50 games under. Oh, totally. It it you barely see guys get 200 in 162 games. I mean, a guy's got to have a really good season to get 200 hits. So where do you think that they? Let's say it's a guy who hits 330. Right, sure. all-star player. You think they're gonna have hundred hits? Think they're gonna have eighty hits in fifty games? Man, a hundred hits is still a lot. I mean, just think. Uh, let, let's say in fifty games, we'll, we'll average. You get. I mean, at the very minimum, you gotta get at least three. But you know, if you average it out, at, you get four at bats a game throughout the season. So four times fifty. That's two hundred at bats. If you got a hundred hits and two hundred at bats, you batted five hundred. Yeah, that's so. That's, yeah. What you about know. 82 games? Yeah, I mean, you're averaging over a hit a game at that point. I mean, you got to really be going. like Right. Uh, yeah, still. Because that's how math works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I could do basics. Yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, but still, you know, it, it. I don't know how, I guess only history and, and time will tell how you would view some kind of baseball season this year. Because it's different. You know, N- NBA was in progress. They had the majority of their season. You know, th- these stats, I-, I wouldn't really put an asterisk next to. You know, whoever is the-, the MVP of the regular season, I'd say, well, yeah, of course. I mean, they played the majority of their season. NHL, no problem. Uh, but-, but for baseball, it- it's something that, you know, traditional baseball people like the history and they like the fact that you know, it's been 162 games for a very long time, and you can really compare, you know, the 1926 baseball season, right, or 1932 baseball season, the baseball season now, because if you play 162 games then and you play 162 games now, it's comparable. You know, those stats are similar. You don't have to factor anything else in. That, while that is true. You do have to factor in guys were not consistently throwing in the upper 90s in 1926 like they are well, now. Well, of course. I mean, and that's probably why you don't see anybody also, hitting around 400 anymore. Guys were also pitching uh, 20 innings a day back in, in the 1920s. Yeah, so, you know, there are some little skewed things. But I get your point. Right. Well, it that's, is, that's it is how the baseball's most evolved. comparable. Yeah. yeah. And it, that's what I think a lot of people like about baseball because you can always compare, you know, the all-time greats because, well, if they played 162 games and they faced you know, these amount of batters, if they got this amount of plate appearances, then it's comparable to here in 2020. You could see the improvement from one to another. Uh, and it's really rule changes haven't truly uh, taken place. I mean, the game has changed. You know, it, the game evolves. But still, like, it's still the basic baseball game. It's the nine innings. You know, it's pitchers on the mound, batters at the plate. You got your nine guys out on the fields. Yeah. Like, it's... I will also say what's different, um, of course, way back in the day, never had a DH, but, uh, you know, just the amount of power that yeah. you see all around the field now. I mean, even we were just, a few, like, a decade ago, me and you were young, um, a shortstop's not hitting 30, 40 home runs. No. They, they, they do now. Like, there's just power all around the field. If you can't hit, it doesn't, like, you're not going to be in the lineup. One through nine nowadays. Like, before, your eight, your nine guys, you know, they can get away with batting, like, 200. If they if they win gold gloves, they're a great fielder. Nowadays, if you're not hitting 
15, 20 homers at the very least. It's very tough to find a spot in a lineup. Well, now it seems like it's the opposite way. Now it's if you have a bat, if you can hit, well, then you'll find a position for him. Right. You know, it's no longer, well, this guy's really good in the fields, and you know he can save us a couple runs by his defense. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's uh, you don't see those guys until maybe you know they might be the 25th man on the bench, you know they might be the uh, 24th person you know, yeah. on that 25 man roster. Now it's a 26 man, but you know of course we don't have a season right now, so right. 26 and everything that we talked about on Thursday, you know, not in play until we, we have a season. Right. I mean, um, you do. Uh, oh, I had a point. You do. Um, you see a lot of defensive replacements late right. in games, like eighth or ninth inning, with a guy who doesn't really going to get in that bat, but he is a better fielder. But I'd say in the past you might see those guys start because they're defense. Right. But now it's, you know, if a guy, so you find a guy who didn't really have a position and he can match the ball, it's like, yeah, we'll try to throw him out in right field. Hopefully he just uh, doesn't lose a game for us. Right. In the field. Right. Because I guess you'd value the offense over the defense. And the offense, well, he's got a great bat. The defense, well, it might cost us a couple runs. But if he can pick up a couple runs uh, at the plate, then I guess they offset and you, know, you go back to square one. But still, you know, it's it's a different way. It's a different idea of how the, the game has evolved from you know, back in the day to, to now. You know? I mean, uh, there's other things. You know, closers used to pitch three innings. <laughs> yeah. Now well, uh, starters used to go nine. Yeah, all they, the time. There's barely a, a closer role. You threw 300 pitches until your arm falls off. Nowadays, uh, you throw. I mean, if you throw, uh, you know, 200 pitches in a couple of days, uh, you know, it, it, it's just not good. Uh, but also, I mean, the guys are throwing a lot harder and just a lot different. We throw a lot more off-speed breaking pitches. That you know, it's not a natural motion to throw like that. So, no. you know. which is a benefit of softball because your arm's supposed to go underhand and pitch it. That's right. That's why I, I'm impressed with like softball pitches because they can really whip that softball. It's a huge ball. You know, but they can locate it and you know, rise ball. My my uh, cousin used to play uh, you know, back over in New York, but you know, she could pitch. You know, it was pretty impressive what softball players can do by you know, just right there in that circle. Right. And I learned it's not a, it's not a mound; it's a circle. When you get into the softball, well, yeah, it's not elevated. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, kind of coming full circle on this. Um, I think. The wor- whoever, if you play 50 games, whatever, however short the season is, I don't think the world champion should get any kind of less, uh, you know, you played a lot less games because I think, uh, you know, if you're really that good in 50 games, you're really to prove that you should make the playoffs and then, you know, the playoffs, they happen how they may be and once you get there and when it all it is. But when it comes to, like, stats and awards and, and things like that, that's where you might have people look at it and be like, yeah, uh, you won the MVP in 2020, but you also played, you know, a certain percentage less of games and then previous MVPs had. Because in a couple of years, uh, I remember, you know, I can't name a specific right now, and you, somebody might come to mind for you, but you know, you might have a tremendous first half of the year, but it's really about how you finish the year that you know, gets you those awards. Maybe you get to All-Star break, you're an All-Star, and then you fall off the table. You know, I know Jacob deGrom was, a, he was an okay pitcher for the first half of last year, but then he really you know, solidified his spot as a Cy Young winner. By the end of the season, you know, rookie of the year. You know, maybe it was Chris Paddock uh, from the San Diego Padres who was having a nice year. Well, he didn't really pitch a whole lot in the second half. He got demoted to the minors. Uh, and then Pete Alonso won that in the, the National League. So it's different things like that where, all right, it might have been, you know, hot to begin the year. But to begin yeah. the year now has turned into the full year. I so you don't have, you don't have much time to slump. Uh, you don't have much time for a beginning of the season kind of uh kind of slump to uh, get back into it if you don't come out hitting. Um, I mean, like, season can pass you by pretty quickly with only just 50 games. Say you have a two-week slump. I mean, that's uh, you're going to get close to about a quarter of the season already through that. Yeah, one of the things that I saw, it was a report yesterday, I believe by ESPN, is that the broadcast crew, you know, the TV people and the radio people will be broadcasting from home if it's an away game. So I don't I I gotta look into it, but I I believe they're just going to maybe be in the broadcast studios uh, wherever they whatever the station is. You know maybe um, you know, Tommy Thrall and the Cowboy are broadcasting from the studios of 700 WLW, 
And in, instead of being at an away game, instead of being in California for a Dodger game, you know, they're just watching it on the TV or somehow having a, a instantaneous feed from the ballpark to the studios or to maybe, I know a couple broadcasters talked about trying to get and call games in their home ballpark. That way they, they get the feel of calling a baseball game, even if nothing else is happening around them. Uh, but it, it, I think it's going to pose a, a different challenge for broadcasters to try to adapt to broadcasting from home. Yeah, or an away game for sure. Imagine if uh, your big break came this year. You know, first year calling with a big league club. You Tommy Thrall. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tom, Tommy Thrall is now. This is his first year. You know, he was supposed to be the uh, radio voice of the Cincinnati Reds, replacing Marty Brenneman. Uh, and Tommy Thrall's a good guy. I've emailed him a couple times. Um, met him at uh, since we're a Reds affiliate, uh, Reds on Radio affiliate day or, or media day, uh, and he spoke to all the Reds uh, radio affiliates. Um, you know, back when you know, we weren't really, it was February, so we knew about the coronavirus, but we didn't know how impactful it was going to be. Um, but I was looking forward to hearing Tommy Thrall kind of take his take on the Cincinnati Reds, especially since Marty's been there since the 1970s. Uh, so it's going to be a new voice. It'll be kind of a, a fitting change. You know, this it's a new, weird kind of season, and we'll see what, what Tommy Thrall can do behind the mic, home, and I guess not away, but home again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was already going to be a weird season, you know, with uh, the corona and all the shortened things, and if there even be fans in stadium and things like that. But it, it must be even weirder if you have a voice on the radio that long, like uh, Brenneman was, and <laughs> now you got to get used to a whole new guy. Right, and Marty, when he signed off, you know, he said he was still going to be a part of the Reds community, and he was uh, back in. Uh, I think it was January when the Reds caravan was was rolling in. It might have been February. I think it was February. Sometime around February when it was at the Athens Community Center, uh, Marty Brenneman uh, was here in promoting the Reds. Even though he's retired, he's still giving back to uh, the Cincinnati Reds. And there was about 400, 500 people packing into the Athens Community Center to get ready for this Reds baseball season. But it was a, a nice... Nice uh, atmosphere there. Nice turnout, and unfortunately, you know, a lot a lot of people were excited for the season, but just again, later on down the line, hopefully we have this 50 game season. Hopefully, maybe it's more than 50, uh, but we'll see. It has to be the MLB Players Association and the owners to agree to something, and then they have to have some kind of warm up, exhibition games, and then a season. But we'll see when all that happens, when it happens, and. Of course, we'll, we'll let you know. Take another break on the sports fan. On the other side, uh, a couple things happen across the NFL with facilities and NBA, NHL starting back up again, too. We'll break it down. This is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. DAV helps veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran. I didn't want to admit it, but I have PTSD. So veterans can reach victories, great and small. My victory was finding help and learning that I wasn't alone. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. AmeriCorps is your moment to take the path less traveled, to break the status quo, to stop talking about the problem and be the solution. Join AmeriCorps and you create your own future. As an AmeriCorps member, you can inspire a kid to a brighter future, build a house for a family in need, or help a veteran find a home or a job. AmeriCorps is your moment to be the greater good. Visit joinamericorps.gov to learn more. Sponsored by Serve Ohio, Ohio Commission on Service and Volunteerism, aired by the OAB and this station. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for less than a dollar a day. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happened. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For less than a dollar a day with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 
Again, that's 800-218-6710. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Local teams, local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And Sports Fan back here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Bills on the mic along with Joe Medora. And we got you for about another 14 more minutes until Cincinnati Reds baseball. Again, it's a rewind coming your way. 7 o'clock, it's been coming your way every Friday at 7. Uh, so it's, again, it's a nice little... Uh, thing that they've been doing to continue content all the way throughout the summer while this uh, pandemic has been ongoing. And one last thing about baseball, and we we know that the uh, Korean Baseball League, the KBO, uh, has been airing on ESPN was two in the mornings, uh, but you know, baseball across the world is still going on. Yeah. And an encouraging note is that in China, uh, starting on Sunday, there will no longer be a limit on the number of fans in the stadiums. Fans will no longer be required to wear masks in their seats, uh, but fans are still required to maintain social distancing guidelines at the ballpark. So they somehow, I mean, that's kind of contradictory, though, isn't it? Because if you're saying, you know, no limit on fans, but you're still socially distancing yourself, you're going to be, let's say the stadium's packed. Maybe it's uh, Ohio, just theoretically, maybe it's Ohio State Stadium, which seats 100 thousand fans yeah you know, how can you socially distance yourself if you're sitting right next to each other yeah um i'd not want to speak for china but um I, it makes sense that uh, they're one of the first i mean they weren't since this was the country that it uh started in you would think it'd be one of the first countries that uh, they'd be able to recover from and kind of phase out uh, social distancing and stuff like that so since they're making this step, I guess it means, you know, they, they, they've seen the correct numbers to move forward. Uh, but, yeah, it, it does seem a bit, con- I mean, um, it does seem a bit contradictory for sure. I don't see how, you know, it doesn't sound like they're making people space out in the stadium. Like social distancing, that's what it is. You know, you, you stay six feet away, you wear a mask, wash your hands, do all that stuff. But uh, if you're packing a bunch of people who don't, who haven't already been exposed to each other in a stadium sitting right next to each other, that's that's not really social distancing. But, um, you know, at least uh, it's a step in the right direction for them. And, uh, you know, we've seen other countries follow up with sports. Uh, like they're starting to play a lot of soccer in Europe, not uh, having fans in the stands quite yet. But, you know, just the, the first step is starting to play again. And uh, it's encouraging to see that other places of the world are starting to do that. And, uh Hopefully we get back to it here sooner rather than later. I know we keep talking about these leagues putting plans in place, but now we got to execute them. And we got UFC back. Yep. Uh, you know, it's, uh, they say uh, Nat, they had a NASCAR event. Uh, golf is supposed to be coming back as well. So, you know, it, it seems like we're right there, but yet still so far away because, you know, we it it just hasn't happened yet. Right. And, you know, Kind of want to hear your thoughts on it. Seven four zero five nine two six six four six. Again, that's our call-in number. Seven four zero five nine two six six four six. Do you think that fans should be allowed in the stands, or what? What do you think when stadiums start to open back up again? Because indoor movie theaters have opened back up again in in Ohio. You know, there is uh, a lot of the relaxation of the rules now uh, as we start to reopen and get back to. Uh, where we were pre-pandemic, uh, but still, you know, nothing's going to be guaranteed until a, a vaccine is found. Nothing's going to be uh, safe until you know people can be assured that they will recover with a vaccine. Um, uh, it's caused a lot of problems for people. But yeah, you know, interested to hear uh, what what people think about it. Seven four zero five nine two six six four six. Call right into the sportsman 
But still, you know, uh, China is now opening back up full stadiums, but then also requiring social distancing. I don't get it. I think it's contradictory. Um, you know, either you're social distancing or you're not. You know, either you're wearing a mask. I, I can get it if you're... Uh, if you oh, just said we're open. Yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is. If, but the fact that you're still throwing uh, social distancing in the equation, that you're not really... Sure. I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I'd, I'd even take, you know, wear a mask, but stadiums are open. Right. You know, because then it kind of stops the spread right there. It covers your nose, covers your face. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I heard Mark Cuban talk about interesting points, how you kind of start figuring this thing out, right? Um, at first, and this was, he was talking about an NBA stadium. Mm-hmm. At first, you have to be able to prove that the people that you want to go to a game with have been living in your house you know, they're your roommates, they're your family, they're, they're whatever. You can all go to a game and sit together. And, of course, they're not going to put anybody within six feet of you. And they do that around all the stadium. It's obviously not going to fill it to capacity, but you're still going to make some money for having some fans there. And then no one's at, at risk in that point because you're sitting around people that you've already been exposed to. So if you had it, they would all have it or vice versa. Right. And then um, and he was talking about, well, then, like, we've, you know, couple weeks go by we figure out that's working we find out what families are like friends with each other you know these two families they they're neighbors they hang out with each other they've all been exposed with each other okay they can have a group of 15 come they can all sit together and then you start expanding it that way and then he also mentioned how once we get testing to a point where we can you know generate it in the masses you know you could start testing everybody that's coming to your stadium right and it works i mean it seems and i mean it's, yeah. it, it's gradual but uh if you want to kind of ease our way back into it rather than just, you know, to say, you know, just open up the floodgates, say, all right, everybody, come back. We're ready. You know, I think we're going to have to be smart about it. And uh, a plan like that makes much more sense than to just kind of let everybody come back all at once. It does. But it seems like it's also a lot more work uh, on the stadium personnel and the the teams that, that own the buildings that they would have to do. They'd have to try to verify, all right, these people are actually living together you know if it's a roommate or if it's a family member or a significant other you know they'd have to go in and, and try to figure out how to verify that uh, because I'm sure a lot of people would try to work around that that kind of a system and be you know, obviously they want to go see the game together you know it right. might be a, a distant friend or something um, but then they'd have to be denied but still there I bet people would try to go in there if, if you open it up yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that, that's that's got to be a tough thing to monitor. I, I, he didn't really go into detail on how you, if how exactly you confirm who's been living in your house and stuff like that. But uh, you know, it, it it sounded good on paper coming out of his mouth. Yeah, uh, I, I usually listen when Mark Cuban says something. So right. I mean, it, it's it's a plan. You know, at least you're you're coming up with something and trying to figure out you know what you can do uh, to to open back up again. And just shifting gears now to, to Major League Soccer, because this was a, a story earlier today from the Associated Press. Uh, but Major League Soccer players are harboring bitter feelings about the strategies used by the league to reach collective bargaining agreement that allows play to resume this summer with a tournament in Florida. Specifically, they were upset about the league's posture and the threat of a lockout that would have left players without salaries and benefits in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Atlanta United defender Jeff Lauren Tewitz says it's going to take him some time to get past the threat. He's not alone in his criticism of the league's tactics. And that's kind of what's lost in, in all this, right? Because it's the players' health and safety uh, that, that we're talking about. You know, of course, the NBA wants to open back up again. Of course, MLB wants to open back up again. And, of course, you know, all, all the professional leagues want to open back up and, and start you know, trying to recruit the losses that they've had. Uh, but the players' health and safety... It really has not been at the forefront of the talks when we talk about resuming play. Yeah, um, in a situation like this, I mean, it's a global pandemic for God's sake. So, I, mean, it, I don't. You shouldn't be telling your players this is what we're doing, and if you don't comply, we're locking out. You're not getting paid. I mean, of course, and I mean, it's not like the MLS play. I mean, some of them make good money, but you know, an MLS player is not. We're, we're not talking about the same scale as NBA, NFL, MLB guys, right? Like, you know, MLS players are not making multi millions of dollars every year in their contract because the sport's not as big as over here. The market's smaller, so uh, I just don't see why you would, in a time like this, uh, decide to threaten your players with a lockout if they don't want to comply with. What, I mean, this should be a very peaceful kind of. All right. You know, we both got to give a little here on both sides. 
the Players Association in place in the MLS has to be willing to listen as well as the owners and whoever's making uh, the calls in the MLS. So the fact that, you know, it, it, it almost sounds like it's kind of a, a dictatorship type of thing going on there where it's like you're going to listen to the guidelines we put in place and go do it. And if not, we're not going to pay you. Right. And well, I, I mean, that's not a very, uh, probably not the best way to uh, kind of get things going if you want to resume play. You know, and I think that you know, during these times, you're supposed to come together, right? You're, you're supposed to, you know, we're all in this together. We, we've heard that saying multiple times. You know, we're all in this together. Ohio, we're all in this together. Uh, but I, I think that can be applied you know, to the nation. But sometimes, you know, some people might not be all in. Uh, it, it, this should be a time where MLB, MLS, NBA, you know, they all kind of work together and figure out how to come back safely, uh healthy and ready to uh to go and, and restart again you know because sports are that distraction that that gives us that sense of normalcy uh so if, if you have those sports you know, it should be the owners and the players trying to work together to find a common ground to open back up again and say hey we're going to play our sport and we're going to play our sport to the best of our ability for this season it's unprecedented times and i know that word's been used a lot of times uh but it is it's unprecedented times that you know we should just try to figure out how to make it work and then do it. You know, figure it out and get and get going. Because that's what you got to do. All right. It's at this time, you know, if baseball gets back up and open again, might be the highest rated uh, baseball games that you'll see on TV or on the radio. Uh, that's just what it, it, it's been like. And I wish there was more of a, a cooperation, a more of a, a common goal between the owners and the players instead of it just being about money and trying to figure out well we had losses here losses there just all right deferred money deferred payments like do anything that you can to try to get back healthy safely and uh you know the, to the best of your capil- uh, ability and i think that's what i'd say yeah i i think the you know, what we kind of have to realize is, you know, we kind of hear it when uh, a player gets released or uh, traded or something like that. And uh, usually the saying is that it's, it's a business. Sports is a business at the end of the day. And uh, you have these, uh, you know, very, uh, very usually financially sound businesses that are losing a lot and a lot of money. And, uh, you know, they don't want to lose more of it by having to you know, pay players that aren't really playing that's that's the unfortunate truth i mean I, i'm sure some of the owners are feeling like uh, i don't have an obligation to play these guys right now because you know they're not playing and while that's unfortunate it's kind of yeah, it, it's it's kind of true but you know as you mentioned we you know we are all in this together and this is kind of a time where uh, you kind of need to forget about your losses and realize everybody in the country is going through the same thing that these millionaire sports owners are or billionaire sports owners. All right, you got any billionaire sports owners? I'm sure there's a few out there. <laughs> uh, but it's almost the weekend. I, I can't believe it's already Friday. Uh, you know, Sportsman will come back on Monday at 6.06. Then Athens Baseball right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH on Tuesday. That's a 6 o'clock game. I think we might do a 5, 10-minute pregame, so around 5.50 uh, most likely that we'll, we'll have that game on the air for you. Uh, but got through a week. Full hour back on the sports van. Only one. Several more to go. Several more. <laughs> Step one, and I'll return, right? <laughs> I appreciate you listening throughout the week. Appreciate you calling in throughout the week as well. And we're Joey Medora. This is Connor Mills signing off. We've got Cincinnati Reds coming your way. It's a rewind starting at 7 o'clock right after this. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This has been the Sports Van.